Hey, it's Sebastian for the Metal Gods Meltdown, and I'm joined by... Vicky from The Agonist. <laughs> it's great to chat to you tonight. Can you give me your feelings now the new album, Five, is finished? I'm um, excited and very overwhelmed, and uh, we've had this album, you know, completed since June, and I'm just very anxious to share it with the world. <laughs> you released The Chain. How pleased are you with the response from the media and fans? Uh, honestly, I don't, you know, I, I don't look at that stuff that much. <laughs> um, like, because we've been extremely busy, you know, uh, preparing for this album and shooting, you know, music videos. And um, it, it seems like it went fairly well. You know, I checked on our, our Facebook page uh, and it seems like the fans are enjoying it. And uh, I think I saw a couple comments saying about our sound, how it's changed, which is uh, definitely the case. Like, if you hear the whole album from first track to last track, you'll see the evolution in sound. And uh, I'm just hoping that everyone takes it positively, you know, in the end. I'm sure they will. I think it's awesome, just that track. And obviously, I've heard the whole album, and it's just phenomenal. When you were putting the album together, was there like a set direction you wanted the album to go in, or did you just did it just evolve song by song? Yeah, we just uh, really went with the flow because uh, when we started writing for this album, we didn't really have uh, a timetable and uh, a plan, you know, on what to do. And uh, the guys would write songs, and I would get the songs, and I would listen to the music and kind of feel it out, you know, what what is the song saying to me? And then I would write lyrics and sing over that song as I felt. And in the end, it just turned out to be what it was. There was no, we should do this or we should do that, you know, behind it. The Raven Eyes, it's just amazing. It's totally different and a very striking song. What was the motivation for that one? Thank you. It was really a spur, a spur of the moment sort of thing. It was, um, I think, like a week or two before we left for L.A. We had written all the other songs on the album, and Dan, I got an email from Danny. I was at home, and he'd sent me this audio track from his phone saying, uh, I think I have something good here. And it was just him playing on his acoustic guitar, and I heard it, and I was like, uh, wow, this is pretty good, you know? And we had done an acoustic track on Eye of Providence, uh, Gentle Disease. So when I heard this acoustic track, I felt like we should go in a different direction for it. So originally I put some piano over the song, and then when we went down to LA, we worked with a um, string arranger over there that just gave the the song like a new life and it was uh it just kind of happened you know <laughs> it turned out to be what it was and yeah. i mean i've always loved classical music and you know film scores and keyboard sounds in general and it doesn't seem like something that can fit with metal music all the time mm. And I definitely wouldn't want, you know, The Agonist to become a band where we have keyboards on every single track because then, you know, we would need a, a keyboard player live. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that's going to happen. But 
we did sneak some keyboard stuff on a couple songs on this album and it feels like it really fits we didn't just do it just for the sake of you know adding keyboards it just kind of fit and we went along with it there's been some really good albums released this year but yours is top up there it's got to be that's one of the best so far if not for the Thank whole year. Thank you so much. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you. I adore it. The Super Bundle for five looks awesome and I'll be getting one. How important do you think it is to have these different kind of promotional packages? It's, it's great because there's a lot of fans that really want everything. You know, they want the CD, the T-shirt, the poster, the vinyl. And when you can create a sort of bundle, a package for them to get that in the end will cost you know less than buying everything individually it's it's fantastic because i remember myself as a fan too when i was growing up as a teenager i i would want all of these merch items from bands but i didn't really have the money to get everything that i wanted so when you provide them the opportunity to get it, it it's fantastic and i'm very happy that napalm our new label that they took the initiative to create these bundles and they seem really invested to to help us get out there and promote our new album. So how pleased are you with Napalm Records? I'm very, very pleased. Uh, since we signed with Napalm before creating this album, they have really supported us and pushed us to try to get the best possible results. They um, introduced us to Mike Plotnikoff in LA and they made it possible for us to go down there and track the album with him. And in, um, just, they've really supported us by, uh, you know, creating this album and then like the bundle stuff we mentioned, all the merch, all the promotion. Uh, we have uh, music videos that we'll be releasing later on, you know, with the album release. And they just, they've been behind us this whole time. They've been sending me a bunch of interview requests. And it's fantastic because that's exactly what a label should do for, for its band, you know. Totally. Are there any particular tracks from the album that you can't wait to play live? Ah, uh, it's hard because we haven't really decided which songs we will be playing live. I can tell you we are most definitely going to be playing The Moment, which is the opening track on the album, mm -hmm. and possibly The Hunts, The Chain, which we just released. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about the other tracks, but I can tell you which ones I'm anxious for, for fans to hear in general on the album. Like The Raven Eyes that you mentioned is one of my favorites. Um, the Game, The Resurrection, The Anchor and the Sail. Uh, I'm just excited for, for everyone to hear the album, you know, front to back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Every track is just amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> what are the band's touring plans? Well, we are coming out to Europe in October for a short little run. It's, it's sort of just a two to three week run and we're not playing a lot of Europe cities or countries. It's mostly... Um, Sweden, Belgium, Netherlands, Germany, and then we have five or six shows in Spain and Portugal. Uh, and then we have to come back to the States because we have a North American tour in November. But what we're hoping to do in 2017 is possibly get a full Europe tour where we'll be able to go to the countries we're not 
coming to, you know, in October. Mm-hmm. And the UK, obviously, is one of those countries because we almost always play, you know, the UK when we're in Europe. So uh-huh. I think we're going to have to make it happen. <laughs> Tell me who designs the logo and merchandise artwork for the band. Do you, do you have much input into that yourself? Well, we work with um, designers or graphic artists and whatnot, and uh, the logo was something we just kind of carried from Eye of Providence and sort of just put it into our new merch designs and our new album as well. And um, when we when we talk to these people, we don't necessarily tell them what to do. We just give them a, a general idea of what we're looking for, and we, we let them, you know, do their own thing. Because we're musicians, and we might have a visual concept, but we're not, you know, we don't draw. We're not graphic yeah. artists, so <laughs> we like to let them call the shots and be creative and do their own thing. And that was sort of how the... Um, new cover and artwork was created for five we found um gustavo online we were just searching for possible you know people to design our new album and uh we saw his portfolio and it was very impressive and we sent him a message saying that we want a sort of character to be on the cover but we didn't give him much info we just let him go along with it and he sent us back some possible designs and it was it was basically what we were looking for without knowing that we were looking for that and after that he designed the full artwork and he's going to be doing some merch designs for us as well and he just did an, an amazing job and we're all super happy with it like for our live show, we like to have our banner and our scrims if possible. And we had some designed for Eye Providence with uh, the cover, you know, the eye looking up. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to try to do the same thing with five now. We just, uh, there's a lot happening with putting the album out there and promoting it. And I think now that we're done shooting our music videos we're gonna try to discuss the live sets and see what we can add to it how do you prepare your voice just before going on stage and when was it you first realized you had an amazing vocal growl (laughs) well i've been singing my entire life ever since i was a kid without knowing that that was what i wanted to do i was just uh in school plays and musicals and stuff like that, teachers would um, make me sing because I just, for a little kid, I happened to be on pitch, you know, and uh, they just made me sing. And uh, I didn't really know at the time, because when you're a kid, you don't really know what you want to be when you grow up. And a lot of times you're like, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a, a lawyer. I want to be this. I want to be that. And then 10 years later, you don't want that at all, right? (laughs) So it just sort of happened. I was just doing that my whole life. And I remember when I first listened to metal music as a teenager, it just sort of 
came back to me and I, I felt something and I felt like I want to go into this music uh-huh. and at the time I didn't think I wanted to become a metal singer necessarily it just made me feel things that other genres of music hadn't in, given to me um, at that point in my life and then I think after the age of 20 I just uh, I met a bunch of people a bunch of musicians I started singing in bands like cover bands and stuff like that and then I started doing YouTube covers and it just sort of progressed because I would do a cover and then I would sit down and say um, what should I do next and I would always go for a song where there was some sort of challenge or some sort of difficulty and that's sort of how I developed my voice and I progressed because if you stay in your comfort zone and you just sing the things that are familiar to you, you're never really going to grow as a musician or as a vocalist. And uh, that's how it happened. And then I, I sort of did the same thing with screaming. Uh, I was like, uh, let me try to scream. And in the beginning, it was horrible because no one screams, you know, properly the right right away. But uh, just with practice and hard work, it's just sort of developed evolved i guess do you sometimes like have to sit back and when you're listening to yourself think is that really me (laughs) sometimes i mean now i'm used to it the first times around when you first record your voice you hear it it's really weird because even your speaking voice like right now that i'm talking to you it sounds a different way than it will on the audio recording but you get used to it after a while i'm sure this hardly ever happens to you but if at all, how do you handle mistakes during the performance if it ever happens? Mistakes happen all the time, all the time. And they could be very little subtle things that only you know about or the band. And that's the important thing to keep in mind that it's a live show. It's Mm -hmm. not a recording. And if you make a little mistake, the moment just passes right away. And the people there in the crowd, they're there to see a show They're not looking for the perfect performance because they already have that on the album. So all you have to keep in mind is that whenever a little mishap happens, just make sure you don't show it, make sure the energy level doesn't drop, and just make sure you keep on performing because when people are there, they they come to see you perform. So you have to give them the best possible show you can. Have you ever met a fellow artist and been totally starstruck? Yes. (laughs) It's happened with, um, like, my... The people, the artists I looked up to, you know, as a kid, as a teenager growing up. So when I met um, Michael Ackerfeld from Opeth, um, we were just sitting in the backstage and he was just talking to us. And I was just sitting there and listening to him, and it felt like, I guess, how some pe- some fans feel around me now. And it's weird, because at the end of the day, even if you are an international touring artist with fans, you're still a fan yourself, you know, of other bands. So um, it happened with... Um, Michael Ackerfeld, it happened with uh, Anneke van Giersbergen, which has been my absolute favorite uh, female singer in metal. And I've met her a couple times now, 
because we were playing uh, in um, festivals together. Yeah. And it's absolutely amazing because now we know each other and uh, every time like I'll see her from now on, she knows who I am and we'll talk and all that. And it's insane because when I was like 14 or 15, I would put on The Gathering and listen to her voice and look up to her so much. And now it's like she knows who I am and we talk and it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Can you tell me what was the last album you listened to? Hmm. I think it was the new Gojira album. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me why we should buy Five? I could say that it's a great album, obviously, because uh, that's kind of what I'm supposed to say. I wrote the album. I'm very proud of it. But um, I've... I don't know. I feel like it's a very diverse album. It has, it goes from extremely brutal, heavy riffs and screaming to extremely soft and emotional, like the Raven Eyes that you mentioned. And it just feels like a journey listening to it from song one to song 14. It just uh, feels like a story. And um, I can't... In the end, you know, music is subjective and different things speak to different people. But I feel like even if you don't enjoy the album in its entirety, I feel like there are songs there for everyone, for every sort of audience. So I feel like everyone should give it a shot because I, th I think you'll find at least something that, that you'll enjoy, you know. Jack Daniels or a cup of tea? Jack Daniels. Good answer. <laughs> Hockey or <laughs> soccer? Hockey. Festival or small intimate gig? Oh, both. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that one. Each each one has its own perks, you know. Yeah. USA or Canada? USA? That was a bit contentious. <laughs> I think Ben's going to hate me for that, but... I was born and raised in Chicago, so... <laughs> okay. Uh, Revolution or Surrender? Revolution. All right, I've got one more. You don't have to answer this, but... Um, Trump or Clinton? Oh, really? Oh, wow. I feel like no matter what I answer, I'm going to piss off a lot of people. So don't answer it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, some bands are political, and in their yeah. lyrics, they, they, they show their political views. Yeah. And obviously, every person has their own political views, yeah. and I, I do as well. But I try to, because we're not that kind of band, I try not to go out and say my views. Because if we were that sort of band, no problem. But I just want anyone that listens to us to listen to us for the music. And, I just thought yeah. I'd throw it in there, you know, because, you know, it's important. Like, I agree with you 100%. And as it stands right now, I have no idea what's going to happen in the upcoming elections. It feels like it's a 50-50 shot right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's, it's pretty intense. And I feel like no matter who wins, whether it's Trump or Clinton, it's, uh, like I said, a lot of people are going to be pissed off. Final words for your fans and our listeners. Absolutely. Um, just the number one thing that I, I love saying to our fans is that we love our fans. They mean the world to us because without you guys, we, we wouldn't 
have the opportunity to go around and tour and play for people, you know, because we're not going to play for an empty venue. <laughs> so it, it's all for the fans. And um, we just uh, keep on coming out, keep on supporting us. And uh, if we come to the UK, I'll be more than happy to see you guys. And uh, after the show, we always step out, go to the merch stand, take photos with our fans, sign our albums, because our fans are the most important reason that we do all this and they enable us to do all this. So we wouldn't be anywhere without our fans. This is Vicky from The Agonist, and you're listening to The Metal Gods Meltdown. Oh.